5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are going to jump right back into James chapter 5, and we're going to do 10 and 11 today. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. So we even further now understand a little bit more about the patience that he started talking about in verse 7 when he was talking about the patience and waiting for the Lord because the Lord's coming back, but be patient. And now we're, we're also getting this example of not just patience on when, when God's coming back, but it says patience and suffering. So he gives examples of the prophets. Now, if you know uh, any of the history of the prophets, they, uh, most of them were not treated well. Uh, they were coming usually, the, the prophets were the ones bringing the, uh, the condemnation. They were the ones bringing the words, of, you know, kind of harsh words that people didn't want to hear. This goes back to, I mean, I, I'm reminded of like uh, Jonah, right? And Jonah, the reason why he has such a hard time is that he, he kind of is at first given somewhat of a cushy job. He's in a place where people are receptive. They hear the words of the prophet. They actually kind of like the prophet. And then this is when God comes to Jonah and says, now I need you to go to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a place that didn't celebrate God, didn't celebrate God's word, didn't like prophets, right? So Jonah's like, no, like I kind of like it here. It's comfortable. Uh, Like everybody seems to like me here. I don't uh, seem like I have to hide in order to to stay alive. Um, You know, I'm not going to be like the tales of... um, Isaiah or some of the other prophets who were who have it, it was said that they were you know thrown into a hollow out tree and then cut in half. I mean, like just crazy stories about how they would treat the prophets. This is them going through this suffering and their patience, saying, you know what, God's still going to be here. God's still going to work, even if I'm dead, even if these people kill me, I'm still going to be patient. And then he says, for instance, you know about Job a man of great endurance, right? And so if you remember back to Job, Job was has been said it's one of the earliest books that were written in the Old Testament. Some people even believe that it was the first book in the Old Testament that was written. And Job was a nomad. He was a, you know, he was kind of one of those, you know, wanderers. I mean, and he had property, but they would wander still. And Job uh, was wealthy. He had lots of stuff. And in the Job's story, it gets taken from him. And, you know, you can go back and read Job if you haven't already. It, 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 it's a deeply sad book. But what you understand, though, by using the name Job, people understand, like, that's a book of suffering. Because it's a guy who's going through lots of suffering. And he says he was a man of great endurance. And you can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end right? Um, It's a story, you know, Job still doesn't always make sense to me. But 
we do see God at the end that who does kind of restore Job even greater than what he was prior. And so do we trust God even in the midst of our suffering? I mean, I, I was reminded of uh, you know the, uh, the serenity prayer. And uh, in the serenity prayer, it says uh, that suffering is a, is a pathway to peace. And so if you, th- if you think about that, that phrase, suffering as a pathway to peace, that, that it means that our suffering could mean something right now. Maybe you're suffering right now. And instead of being able to look at it and say, like, this could just be meaningless, like, I, I could just be suffering for, for no good cause, and that would be terribly sad because you're saying, like, this suffering has no point. But what God tells us is that suffering has a point. And so if you're, why James is telling us to be patient in the midst of suffering is because even James is trying to remind us that this suffering could have a point, it could have a meaning. Maybe we won't see it in this lifetime, but God is going to be faithful. That's what James is calling us to, brothers and sisters, right? He's saying, Look at these people who have endured, right? And even some of these prophets didn't meet a good end. Job, yes, we can say, yes, his life was restored, even though lots of it was taken away from him, right? But when we're trusting God, we're also going to say, not just for this point in time, but God has our eternity in mind. God has something even greater in mind than we could even have imagined for ourselves. And so I think back to the prophets. You can think back to Job. You can think back to any of these stories of suffering that we would say, oh man, like it, this just seems pointless. And what God says is there is no suffering that will be pointless. As we are followers of Christ, we know that suffering is going to happen, and what we say is we're going to trust God even in the midst of this suffering because we may not get it yet. We may not ever know it right now, but God's going to show us that there's something even greater at work. All right, everybody, have a uh, great rest of the day, and uh, keep trusting that God is at work and allow, and we ask the Holy Spirit to allow us to see it, to be able to see God at work. All right, have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.